Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. First thing that God wants to do, potential is lacking until you come to Christ. But it's his will that everybody come to Christ. When a person comes to Christ, now God can begin to work in you the potential he's got. Sometimes we relate that to our personalities. Well, Pastor Mark, I have this kind of personality. I'm kind of a quiet person. like I'm not like you out in front of people and whatever. It has nothing to do with our personality. Every single person is chuck full of God-given potential. How can I know that I am filled with loads of potential for my life? Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners that the Lord doesn't call the equipped, but He equips the called. The most important step you can take in maximizing your potential is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Only then do you allow God to perform His good and perfect will for your life. Never believe that your gifts and abilities are limited with God. He wants to use you as an opportunity to share His love with others. Don't settle for less in your life today. Make the most of it by surrendering to Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he begins part 11 in his series entitled Unlimited Opportunities. I have a question for you today. Here it is. Are you reaching your God-given potential? Pastor Mark, I'm not a smartphone. No, but you're smart. Because God's created you with amazing abilities. First thing I want you to do in all our campuses is write down the word potential. What does it mean? Look what it says. Having possibility, capability, or power. But notice the next words. Existing and ready for action, but not yet active. Could it be this morning that in this thing called the Christian life, the majority of Christ followers are filled with potential, but are not yet active. We're going to take a look at some scriptures today. I've asked you to turn to Mark chapter 1. Verse 17 is those 11 words we've been doing in this whole series. It was simply these words. Jesus says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now why did Jesus ask the disciples to follow him? Because he knew there was great potential in them. That God had given them a purpose. Well, why does God ask you and I to follow him? Same reason. 
He has a plan and a purpose for us. There isn't a person born in the world by accident. And we are not here to do our own thing, but God's thing. So this first sentence I want you to write down, and then we're going to discuss it. All of our campuses, notice what it says. God created, and the emphasis is on this, each of us. Each of us with tremendous potential, in other words, unlimited opportunities. Notice in that verse, come follow me and I will make you. God is making us. He's bringing to fruition that potential that was placed in us before we were born. You and I have been gifted by God to know him and then to live for him. There's a purpose and plan for your life. Now, if some of you look at that statement on the overhead here in our other campuses, you, you wrote it down, but you do not believe it for you. You do not think that you're special and that God has something for you. But I want you to understand that that's because you don't understand the Bible. Jeremiah 29 says, I have a plan for you. It has, it's filled with purpose. It's, it's, it's not something to defeat you. It's to bring hope and a future to you. Every single person in this world is gifted. First thing that God wants to do, potential is lacking until you come to Christ. But it's his will that everybody come to Christ. When a person comes to Christ, now God can begin to work in you the potential he's got. Sometimes we relate that to our personalities. Well, Pastor Mark, I have this kind of personality, kind of a quiet person like say, well, I'm not like you out in front of people and whatever. It has nothing to do with our personality. Every single person is chuck full of God-given potential. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm 72. I, I did my deal for God. I really served him hard for those years. I'm relaxing now. Well, you get off my case. Well, we're going to study a young man today. I use the word young. His name is Joshua. When we pick up the story, he's about 80, and he's beginning his ministry. Now, here's what I want to say to you kindly. Shut up. <laughs> he's 80. He doesn't have a camper. He's going for it. He's filled with fresh potential. So no excuses. Now, when you see all of this begin to happening, understand that the children of Israel are a picture of us. God designed Israel with an amazing plan. They were to go to the promised land. And they were on their way, but 40 years before, when we pick up the story, they went, and the 10 spies said, we can't go, and the two spies said, we can go, and the 10 won, and the whole children of Israel have been wasting their whole life 40 years in the wilderness, living way below their potential. Not accomplishing what God wants. Now, we're going to see today that they're on the very verge of going into the promised land. Again, 40 years later. What will they have learned? And will they now reach out and accomplish what God has designed for them 40 years before? See, for many of those people, it wasn't too late. For some, it was too late. It went by. They never got to see it. So turn with me to Joshua 1. And we're going to take this little trip. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of that old 80-year-old guy named Joshua. We go to the first five books of the Bible, and then that's the next setting is the book of Joshua. Uh, the Pentateuch, the first five, and now we begin a new area of the Bible, the book of Joshua. 
We go to Joshua 1, 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to the Israelites. Well, who is this guy, Joshua? Well, the children of Israel got to Egypt many, many years before because of Joseph. Joseph was there, and he saved the nation of Israel, actually. And they came to Egypt, and for a while, things went well. Then they began to multiply, and they got so big that the, the Egyptians said, whoa, whoa these, these guys are going to overtake us. And so they made the Israelites slaves. And for 400 years, the Israelites were slaves in the land of Egypt. Joshua was born during that period. He was a slave. He knew what it was to live in those kind of conditions. Joshua knew what it was to, to suffer. Well, during the next 40 years of his life, Moses came into it. And you remember, Moses led the children of Israel out. We'll talk about that later. And for the, next, the last 40 years, Joshua had been simply a, a servant to Moses. He was an understudy. He learned to submit to Moses' leadership. He never tried to, to uh, usurp Moses and take control. He just enjoyed being comfortable in second place. And just enjoyed being obedient in the small details of life. Well, was Joshua doing, reaching God's potential for him? Yes, he was. He was comfortable doing what God had him do. So what's the very first thing that you want to write today? If I'm going to reach God's potential for me, what do we learn from this passage about doing it? Well, the first one is this. To reach your God-given potential, learn how to wait for God's timing. Learn how to wait for God's timing. Joshua is a perfect example of being faithful where God put him until God was ready to change him. Now, Joshua never knew that God was going to change that position. He was just second place, serving, loving it 40 years. You'll see later, filled with wisdom, filled with faith, filled with the Spirit, but just loved being in second place. But there is a time where God's going to move him. He doesn't know where, but he just has to wait. Now, if you have a type 2A personality, the danger for you, I have one of those, is to move ahead of God. God, I'm going to help you reach my potential. You're a little behind. Let me show you where we have to go here. A little over 20 years ago, God called us to come to Melbourne. It took five years until he opened the door. So I was very comfortable, even though sometimes I get a little antsy. I was very comfortable just continuing to serve. I, I was just one of the elders and a teacher from time to time at Merritt Island. Never tried to usurp the pastor. Just comfortable being there. Wherever you are today and wherever God has you, let me tell you how you reach God's potential. You fulfill his calling right where you're at. Faithfully. Don't try to move to another level. He's got you where he wants you. Now, here's the danger. I'm going to say this kindly to you. Joshua has been serving for 40 years. 
if you never begin serving on the campus where you go, whichever campus that is, if you never begin serving on the campus where you go, you will never reach your God-given potential. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, the first thing he said was this, because the world system says this, serve me. And that's why many of you come to our campuses. Serve me. We're glad to serve you. But that's a funky attitude. That's not a Christ attitude. When Jesus came, do you remember what he said? I didn't come to be served. I came to serve you. That's where the blessing is. My greatest blessing is serving you. Our world says the opposite. And so I want to challenge you today. I don't know where you're at. Find yourself to get into a place like Joshua, serving. That's the way you mature. Now, when we read Joshua 1.1, Moses has died. It isn't a surprise, like Moses dies and all of a sudden God says to Joshua, okay, you're going to lead now. He already knew a little time before this that he was going to lead. Let's go back and look at it. It's in Numbers. You're close by. Just turn two books back toward the beginning of the Bible. Notice right on the overhead, you're in Joshua. Go to Deuteronomy and then go to Numbers. Deuteronomy, Numbers, chapter 27. And let's see what happens in this conversation. Moses is still alive, but there's going to be a beginning of transfer of power. Moses is still alive. Numbers 27, verse 12. Everybody, all our campuses, those of you watching on the internet, watch this. Then the Lord said to Moses, go up this mountain into the Arabim range and see the land I've given the Israelites. After you have seen it, you too will be gathered to your people. This is just a rehearsal of that Moses is going to see the promised land, the land of Israel, but he's never going to be able to go into it. So God says, okay, I'm going to take you up. I'm going to show you the land. I promise it to you. That's the land where they're going to go. It's another whole sermon, but can't get there today. But now, Moses, after you've seen it, you're going to die. Our times are in God's hands. Verse 15. And Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all mankind, appoint a man over this community, over these two million Jewish people. To go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in, so that the Lord's people will not be like, notice, sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, okay, here's my solution. Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom the Spirit is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him, and have him stand before Eleazar the priest in the entire assembly, and commission him in their presence. In other words, do this beginning to transfer publicly. Give him some of your authority so the whole Israelite community will obey him. If I'm going to reach God's full potential for me, here's the next thing you want to write. I have to be ready. I have to be ready to change. Now, God himself never changes. But God is a God of change. Joshua didn't know there was a change coming. He just faithfully doing what he was doing. Well, if I'm going to reach the potential for God, I have to do what he wants me to do. So do you. It doesn't matter what it is. I just have to be ready to change. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans 12 how he does this. Listen to it. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, 
But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. God has left you, and God has left me here, to do two things. One, to change me to be more like Jesus. That's an ongoing process forever. We'll talk about that in a moment. But then to make me an agent of change. God's desire is for me to go to the world and tell the world there is someone who can change your life. That person is Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said to these men, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So God has you here to change. You have to be flexible to change. But look at verse 18. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua. Moses asked for a new leader to, to, to come behind him. And God says, take Joshua. So let me ask you a question. Who chose the next leader for the children of Israel? Who did? God. It wasn't an 80-20 by the people, was it? God says, I already got the man. His name is Joshua. Moses says to God, you chose me, so choose another man. God did it. Now, let me give you a key. Why do they need a leader? This is the next statement you want to write. If you and I are ever going to reach the potential God has for us, we have to learn this principle. We have to learn to submit to the shepherd, which is God, and then we have to learn to submit to his under-shepherds, pastors, elders today. If children of Israel are ever going to get to the promised land, they're going to have to submit to God in God's timing, and they're going to have to be led by a human who's being led by God. That's Joshua. It's no different today. Now, why do we need a leader? Let me just say this. When God made us, all through the Bible, we have the same analogy. God made you, and he made me, and all of our campuses, he made us sheep. Sheep are funky. They follow groups of people and do weird things. They get in trouble, they just wander off. Pretty soon there's a wolf, whoop, lamb chops. If you don't think people just follow anybody without common sense, just watch what people follow today in the Christian TV. The most weird stuff. Bizarre people, not teaching anything in the Word of God. And pretty soon, here go all the people. So God knew that sheep needed to be led. So he assigned them shepherds. He is the great shepherd. So if I'm going to follow God, I have to submit to God's plan for my life, number one. Number two, understand that God puts humans in our path. So what's, what's the role of a shepherd this morning? Why am I here, other pastors and elders, why are we here? Well, I was here because I was voted in 59 to 41. No. I was here because God called me to come. What's my role as a shepherd? All the other pastors, shepherds. What's our role? One, to feed you. What's happening to you right now? You're being fed. What are you being fed? The living Word of God. Now, those of you without a Bible, I have no clue what you're being fed. Because your mind is a million places now. You've never turned anything. And so I try to say to you, get smart. No, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm not going to get a Bible. Who suffers? You. I mean, I'm not going to go out there and drag you down and give you a Bible. That doesn't really good. See, it has to be from our heart. What does the word submit mean? A willing attitude that wants to cooperate, that wants to grow, that wants to learn. So we're here to, to, to feed you. We're here to protect you. We're here to guide you. 
We're here to tend to your needs. Funerals, weddings, all those kind of things. We're, we're going to be around with you. God designed under shepherds, us, to lead people. By the way, I'm also here as the head of this church. Of course, I'm under God. To, to take people from here to there as God directs me. And you're going to see in a moment where I'm going to take you. What my whole goal is. All the pastors. So it's no different than the children of Israel. Watch me. Joshua isn't going to go to the promised land by himself. The children of Israel aren't going to say, we don't need a leader. We're going to try to go into the promised land by ourselves. That isn't going to work. They're going to go into the promised land together as a team. A leader and followers. That's the way God designed it. Leaders and followers. You ever hear the term, too many chiefs, not enough Indians. A lot of churches are run that way. No, no, you guys are great. Leaders under God. We're just human like you. Followers. Now, here's one of our five core commitments. It it talks about what you just see in the Bible. Connect to others in personal, vibrant relationships. This is a core value right from the Bible. When Jesus started out, he got those 12 guys, and he hung with them forever, three years. You can't do life alone. You can't get to the promised land, which is a spirit-filled life, alone. You need a shepherd, and then we all need each other. And we're a family. And that's exactly what Moses says. Wait, wait a minute. I'm leaving. God, you got to have a leader. And God says, no problem. I already got one somebody picked out. And notice what he did. He, he had the transfer of power done in front of who? All the people. So the people would go, whoa, that's like God's choice. Okay, we're settled. It's okay. They understood it. It was good. It was a, a public transfer of power. Well, look at verse 18 again. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. What does that tell me about Joshua? It tells me that Joshua already was filled with the Holy Spirit. If I'm ever going to achieve my God-given potential, please write this down. Life cannot be lived unless it's lived in the power of the Spirit. If I'm going to reach God's potential, I have to live the Spirit-filled life. None of us will ever reach full potential by trying to do life in our own strength. It's absolutely impossible to do that. Just before Jesus went back to heaven, he said to his disciples, Hey, I'm going to heaven. And some of the disciples said, good, we already know what to do. You made us fishers of men. We're gonna, the minute you go, we're going out. We're going to change this world for Jesus Christ. For you. We're going to do it, God. And Jesus said, whoa, whoa, time, time, time. No, 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 no. You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to go to the upper room, and you're going to have to be filled with the power of God. God created each of us with tremendous potential, unlimited opportunities. Today, we learn from Pastor Mark how to reach our God-given potential. First and foremost, you must accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Attempting to go through life on your own apart from God will always limit your impact on this earth. Have you committed to submit daily to the Lord so you might maximize all that God has for you? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. How do you reach your God-given potential? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show listeners several keys to accomplish all that God has for them. First, we must realize that our capabilities in this life are granted by God. As we humbly submit to Him, we must learn how to wait for His timing, while also be ready to change when He calls. Hearing His voice will primarily come through His Word and the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. in a hurry.